everything starts with a thought. And that's one of the most important jobs that a coach does. It's help people understand what are their thoughts that are leading their life. Are those thoughts serving them or are they holding them back? Whatever got you to ordinary is not going to get you to extraordinary. And that's where coaching comes in to really help people. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hi and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. It's Rick Nusky here. I'm your host and welcome to the show that gets you in front of your best audience and keeps you there. Now, if you are thinking about starting a business and you want to start coaching, but you don't know how to do either of those things, then today's call has certainly something in store for you because I'm on the line with the wonderful Frank Macri. Welcome to the show, Frank. Thank you so much, Rick. It's a pleasure to be here. It's an absolute treat to have you here. Now, Frank is the founder of Thriving Coach Academy, and we're going to be talking about how to start a successful coaching business and how to master the art of business and coaching. But we always like to start off first, Frank, by learning a little bit more about you. I was wondering if we can start off with where you're located. Where is home for you? Home for me right now is the West Coast, Seattle, Washington. Fantastic. And have you always lived there, Frank? No, so I'm originally from Long Island, New York, and I locate I relocated to Boston for college for a few years, and that was around the time I discovered what life coaching was, and then I moved to China for a few years wow. and started building up my business simultaneously while living out there, and after China, hopped to Vancouver, Canada, and now live in Seattle. It's been about four years here. I think uh, the experience over in China would uh, have been a cultural um, explosion for you. What did you learn in terms of culture over there and how has it helped you today, do you think? It's, it's so much has informed me as an entrepreneur because to move to a country like China being so different from the United States, it really requires you to be resourceful, be patient, be determined. And I had a great experience, but I feel like all of the, uh, all of the resilience that came from living in China definitely overlapped and transferred into growing and starting my own coaching business. Now, part of this whole uh, early part of the call, I'd love to wind back the, uh, wind back time and go back to childhood. When you were growing up, um, did you have fond memories and what would be one of the fondest memories that you can recall? Hmm. So growing up, I was a really shy and introverted kid. I was the quietest in a very loud Italian-American family. <laughs> so uh, some of my fondest memories... Um, I would, I would love to, this is kind of a unique thing. I would create experiences for some of my friends. I had a very small group of friends and I would invite them over every summer to partake in this competition that I would put together, similar to the show Survivor. And I lived next to a park. So every summer I would plan for months and months, this competition where I have my friends engage in all these physical challenges and we'd give out awards and people would get voted out and get points and get prizes. So I think that would be one of my fondest memories growing up. Did you have pets as a child? Yes. What, what yes. sort of pets grew did you up have? With, I, we grew up with a dachshund or a wiener dog and she lived a very long life. She lived to be 20 years old, oh, almost wow. almost Guinness Book World Record holder for yeah. the longest um, dachshund. <laughs> very close. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's wonderful. I, um, when we're growing up, we, we often have people around us that we, I guess, um, move towards, we gravitate towards because they bring us so much value and they help in those formative years. Did you have anybody like that in your life? Um, people that I would say, hmm, you know, I was, it was really interesting when I started to, when I was in college and I started to research what I wanted to do with my life, I realized at that time I didn't quite have any mentors. Like I had family, I had friends, I had teachers, but I didn't really have any mentors. Mm -hmm. And I remember that there was, there was this moment where I discovered someone online and they had, they used the term live on your own terms. And I never had heard that expression before. And it really sparked something in me. So I began to follow in this person's footsteps. And that kind of led me to learn more about entrepreneurship and coaching. And from there, like I've had definitely mentors that have come at different levels of my life and always helped me. And I think it's one of the most important things whenever you start any business, especially a coaching business, is to make sure that you have you know, mentors that are at least a few steps ahead of you that could support you in getting where you want to be. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Now, Frank, you strike me as somebody who looks after themselves. What's your daily routine look like and how important is your health in all of this? So my daily routine, um, I live a very relaxed lifestyle as a coach. One of the coolest things is you get to truly design your schedule so I used to hear all these things about how you have to hustle and you have to wake up really early in order mm-hmm. to be successful. And I have never been a morning person. I'm, I'm always, <laughs> I've always been a night owl. So I have a very relaxed morning. I might start my day close to like 10 or 11 a.m. I'll have a nice meal and then usually do some light work, usually work out and then have a coaching call or two a day. And I might produce a podcast episode or work on whatever marketing project I'm doing. I have a lot of interviews with our successful students inside the academy. So I've been, I'm constantly checking in on our students' progress. And we just recently celebrated, um, we have several students on track to earn $100,000 in their coaching businesses this year. So we are, we're celebrating and spotlighting them. But I have a rule, Rick, that I don't work any more than 30 hours a week. And that is, that's been so fun to be able to really dial in. And a lot of people think that, you know, the more successful you get as a coach, that it's going to require more work, more time, more energy. And I've actually found it to be opposite. When you, when you manage your mind well, you learn how to get more done in less time. So I've designed my coaching business in a way where it doesn't require more than 30 hours a week. And uh, I, one of my intentions this year since a lot of things were on lockdown last year, this year I gave myself permission to go on a vacation every single month. So I just got back from Puerto Rico a few days ago and that was a blast. And I've been doing a lot of traveling and have a lot of travel in store for this year. So a lot of travel, um, a very relaxed morning and no more than 30 hours a week. Well, that's wonderful because, you know, you've, you've touched on a handful of things there. You've talked about design lifestyle by design you've talked about mindset and you've talked about um downtime Uh, i'd love to um talk a little bit more about um, mindset and and all these other things in a moment but um when i was reading your bio you said something that caught my attention you of all people uh, at one stage in your life 
were ashamed of your own voice. Talk to us about that. Yeah. What does that mean? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. So I love that you asked that question. So, you know, even though today I do a lot of public speaking, I have run a life coaching business for about seven years now. And I have, now I really love sharing my voice, but I really struggled with a lot of insecurity and a lot of anxiety growing up. Um, I always felt like there was this inner critic that was whispering in my ear, all of these doubts, like you're, um, you know, you're not worth it. You're not good enough. Um, you're going to fail all of these negative messages. And I didn't know how to resolve any of that or how to get, get it out of my, out of my brain. So I remember I was in college and I had, I read a bunch of self-help books. I tried to immerse myself in learning more about the mind and how it works. And I, I knew deep down, even though I was really ashamed of my own voice, I still felt that there was this part of me that wanted to express myself in a bigger way. And I couldn't, I couldn't ignore it. As time went on, it just got stronger and stronger. So I was battling between this part of me that felt like I should just stay small, stay silent, stay invisible, and the other part of me that knew that I was here for a purpose and knew that I had something special to offer and share with the world. So it wasn't until I took a class on, um, it was called Positive Psychology, and it was like, unlike any other psychology or, or book that I'd read before, it was all about how do you take your life from good to great? And how do you understand what your unique strengths and gifts and talents are? So as I immersed myself in that class, everything opened up for me. I really started to own the, the power and the gift of my voice. And I began to share it. I started to you know do workshops and I started to in, engage in coach trainings and business trainings. And um, from there, I was able to grow a, a coaching business from from the the beginning, the ground up, all the way to three hundred thousand dollars in just my first two years, and that's really starting out with a, a huge shame in my voice and uh, and all these other insecurities. So, the one of the most amazing things that happened when I was when my business really took off is I was giving a workshop, and at the end of it, someone came up to me and said, "Frank, I need to tell you something." And I thought, oh gosh, she's mm -hmm. going to really lay on some feedback right now. She said, I just need to tell you that I so love hearing your voice. I just love how gentle and engaging and, and warm your voice is. And I thought, I thought I had entered the twilight zone because I thought my voice was the, <laughs> most, was the most irritating thing about me. I really thought my voice was just something that would bring up disgust for people. And what I realized is that the thing that we judge as our biggest flaw can also be our greatest fuel for our success. And for me, it was my voice. And for everyone that's listening and everyone that I've met over the years of training over a thousand coaches now, everyone has that one thing about them that they think is their biggest flaw, the thing that's going to keep them from really having success or keeping people from taking them seriously. And that is usually the thing that allows you to stand out and be unique and have the impact that you're meant to have. Yeah, wow, what a wonderful story. I mean, this is the thing because a lot of this comes down to understanding yourself, understanding your mindset. And I wonder if you could just, I guess, elaborate on um, the, the title thought leadership and what that actually means in terms of um, what you do. Yeah, so I think of thought leadership 
literally is generating new thoughts for people to understand. And I think as coaches, we kind of help and enable our clients to become thought leaders for their own life. So every single one of the concepts we teach in the academy is that every single problem that someone goes through in life, any kind of problem they have, is at the core a thought problem. Every single result that we have in our life that we don't have, any kind of behaviors we're trying to change or um, emotions we're trying to work through and release ourselves from, everything starts with a thought, right? Because our thoughts are what generate our emotions. Our emotions are what fuel our actions and behaviors. And when you take all of our actions and behaviors, that gives us the results of our life. That's what we're left with. So everything starts with a, with a thought, and that's one, of the, that's one of the most important jobs that a coach does. It's help people understand what are their thoughts that are leading their life. Are those thoughts serving them or are they holding them back? Um, and I like to say that whatever got you to wherever you are in your life, whatever got you to, extra- to ordinary is not going to get you to extraordinary. So oftentimes it's, it's making space from from going from good to great. And that's, that's where coaching comes in to really help people. Coaching is for people who hire coaches are people that are already very successful. They already have many areas of their life that are extremely well, good, but they're just trying to figure out maybe one other area, or they're looking to take something to the next level. So usually they're successful in all, all areas except one. And that's where they really need to have a coach to partner with them, to help them understand how to lead their own thoughts and really become an advocate for their life. So that's how I think of thought leadership and how it how it weaves into coaching. That's wonderful feedback. Thank you so very much, Frank, for sharing. Now, does that then step into an expansive view of what life coaching is? Is that how that sort of works? Yeah, yeah. So I like to describe a lot of people have different ideas around what is a life coach? Is it just a glorified best friend? Is it just someone that gives that showers you with affirmations and gives you a high five. And it's so much more than that. (laughs) The coaching industry, even when I got started seven years ago, it has evolved so much. When I got started, um, people, sometimes people didn't take the term life coach very seriously. And even though years ago and today, the coaching industry, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. So I was the only person in my, in my family and friend circle that was pursuing coaching as a career. And, you know, most people were supportive. Other people were a little skeptical and thought is, are people going to take you seriously? And um, what I found is that there is such a need and such a demand for coaching and people absolutely see the value in it. And I, I like to say that until we have enough coaches for every single person on the planet, we don't nearly have enough coaches. So with the pandemic last year, the, a lot of industries, of course, were, were, were impacted. The coaching industry was no ex- exception, except our industry skyrocketed. More people are looking for coaches now than ever before. So what coaches do is they help people use their mind to create any result they want in their life. They help people use their mind to create any result that they want in their life. I like to sometimes compare coaching to therapy as well. Usually that's a good reference point for people. Now mm-hmm. I've hired many therapists in my life. I love therapy. I think it's extremely beneficial. And, and at the same time, when I grew up, I thought that whenever you have stress, 
You just have a therapist. That's the only professional that can help you. But what I realized is that I was going to my therapists and I was leaving the session feeling like I had processed my problems, but I hadn't really come up with a plan of action to actually get the results I was wanting. And that's where I could have benefited from working alongside a coach. And later in my life, when I discovered coaching, I did. And I started to have open up for me. So therapy often takes people from dysfunction to functional. So from a dysfunctional state to functional. Usually therapy addresses uh, mental, there's, there's a diagnosed mental condition and it, that condition is treated to get someone back to a functional state. Coaching takes someone from a functional state to an optimal state of life. Okay, functional to optimal. So coaching kind of picks up where therapy leaves off. So as coaches, we're not diagnosing anyone with mental with a mental condition. We are not treating mental illness. We are not treating um, any kind of personality disorder or or uh, depression or any of that. What we're doing is we're taking people that are functioning in their life already, and they're just looking to go to the next level. They're looking to get to an optimal state, and we support them in doing that by helping them know. What thoughts that are they having that are working for them or against them? Thank you for sharing. I, I want to go back to a handful of things about mindset and how um, somebody can become a coach and whether or not it's a good fit for them. But I want to talk yes. about something you touched on um, last year. We went, we we're all still going through it, um, many of us, um, is, is how it's affected uh, innovation in your coaching industry. I know you need a website, but what are you seeing in terms of innovation? Yeah. Well, actually, you don't need a website in order to be a coach. (laughs) That's a commonly believed thing, though. A lot of coaches think like you need to have this very fancy website and all that. No, all that. And and there's a lot of myths around how do you how do you become successful as a coach? So that's why in in the academy, the two things that we teach our students is the art of coaching and the business of coaching. So the art of coaching is knowing how to coach anyone on anything that they're going through, knowing exactly what questions to ask, knowing how to listen at a deep level, knowing how to follow a framework that's going to allow you to get anyone where they want to be. Now, the business of coaching, oftentimes starting out when coaches are getting into it, it's about unpacking all of the things that they assume they need in order to be successful. For example, thank you like you need a website or a large social media following, or you need to um, be in a very wealthy community or have have wealthy connections, know the right people. All of those things are actually myths. No no coaches need any of that. When I got started, um, I had zero credibility. I was, I was, I think, 23 years old when I got started as a coach. And I really thought, who's going to take me seriously? I have no credibility. And I was so worried about it. And a lot of coaches, when they when they enroll in the academy, that's one of their first questions is, how do I have credibility when I'm just getting started? Is that the so, imposter syndrome? Yes, so much of the imposter syndrome, right? And it's, it's, um, it's normal for everyone to have that. Most coaches, when they're looking to take the plunge, they don't feel ready, they don't feel prepared, and they, and they don't think that it is the right time, but they do it anyway because they realize that you have to start before you feel ready and wherever you wherever you are right now, it's enough. I like to say if you have the the draw to become a coach, that's enough of a sign. There's five key signs that I can share with you a little bit later that I think people really need to tune into to know that it's your time to become a coach. But what I what I like to help people understand is all that it takes to become successful as a coach when it comes to the business is you've got to you've got to meet people, you've got to tell them that you're a coach, and you've got to make offers to help them. That's really all that it boils down to. And that's yeah. the three things that we really help our coaches understand is exactly how to how to meet people, like where to find them, 
and how to talk about coaching with them in a way that makes sense and, and is relevant to them and then how to make really compelling offers so that way people will want to hire you. I wonder, you know, uh, in terms of marketing a coaching-based business, yeah. would it then be relevant to have some sort of online platform to help you market? Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, yes. There's so many different ways. I think that m- most coaches run their businesses online and what we teach our coaches is you want to get really good at organically marketing your business. And if your listeners aren't quite sure what that is, it means you're not paying for clients. You're not paying for advertisements. Okay. You're not paying for a Facebook or a YouTube ad. So when you can organic, we tell, we teach our coaches how to organically market their business for the first 100K in a year. So they're able to do that. Once they organically are able to market their business, then they could start to scale with paid advertising if they want. A lot of our coaches are making six figures and they just, they don't have to pay for any kind of ads. They just market themselves online, which is amazing. I always think about confidence and fear of public speaking because I knew that at uh, some stage, um, most people go through that experience. How do you help people overcome those fears? Yeah. So one of the, one of the things that we include in our business development section of the academy is we have a whole deep dive into knowing how to really communicate and share your story with groups. So the um, I had a huge fear around public speaking, as, as I shared earlier. I was really introverted. I was the kid that would sit in the very back of the classroom. I wouldn't raise my hand. And I carried this belief for so many years that I shouldn't speak unless I was spoken to. And I told you I had the shame around my voice. I thought my just I didn't have anything valuable to offer. So the good news, though, that I realized is that public speaking itself is not is not scary. It's the thoughts that we have about it that make it really scary. And once we could examine those thoughts and notice what they are and that they're simply sentences in our brain, that's all a thought is. It's just a sentence in our brain that we could listen to and acknowledge or we can not. And one of the things that I find has really been helpful for our coaches. Like one of our coaches, um, her name's Ramika, huge fear of public speaking. When she started out, it was the last thing she wanted to do. Um, and one of the things that she realized is that you only really need to be one chapter ahead of the people that you want to serve. Only one chapter ahead. A lot of people think that they have to have all of their life figured out before they can really con- contribute anything meaningful. Mm-hmm. And what she realized in one of our trainings is you only need to be one chapter ahead of the people you want to serve. Now she's like posting nonstop all over the place and she's on track to make 100K this year. Just so I'd, fun. I'd love to, if we could, um, given that time is flying, what is certified um, coaching mean in, in your platform? What's the certified part mean? Yeah. So we are an accredited coach training program. It means that the governing body of coaching, which is the International Coach Federation, they set the standard for the coaching industry. They determine what are the core competencies that coaches need to have to really have the biggest impact with their clients and what is the professionalism that they want a coaching program to offer. So Thriving Coach Academy, we are fully accredited by the ICF. So when I, when people look for certifications, I, I share with them that not all certifications are created equally because coaching is technically an unregulated industry. Anyone can decide to call himself a coach if they wanted to wake up one day and do that. How, so the, the barrier to entry in the coaching industry is extremely low. 
but the access to quality coach training is very limited. So that's what we give in the academy. We teach our coaches exactly what frameworks they can use and rely on to get their clients maximum results. Now, sometimes when coaches think about um, should do I really need certification or can I just wing it? And I just like to share, if you're in a forest and you're lost in this forest and you're trying to figure your way through it, and then you have someone come up to you and say, here's the map, here's the map of where to get through the forest and how to navigate yourself through it and how to get wherever you want to be. That's what certification is. It's more than a piece of paper that's just saying that, you know, you've, you've put a lot of time and effort into mastering the art of coaching, but it's also your roadmap to success. It allows you to save so much time trying to rely on just your life experience or your intuition, but really use frameworks that have worked time and time again for, for plenty of other individuals. So it's getting those frameworks. And sometimes people think, well, is my intuition enough? And I think intuition might feel really good for you because you like using your intuition, but it's terrible for the, for the client on the receiving end because they're not really sure where they're supposed to be going in the session. They're not really sure exactly you know, where the session is going to take them. So that's why it's so helpful to have frameworks so that way you could not try to reinvent the wheel for yourself. This has been a great call so far, Frank. Thank you so very much for sharing. Now, I'd love to. I know you've served hundreds of different people from all walks of life. Um, What industries or niches or sectors can benefit from uh, your coaching training or applying coaching in their industry? So good. So we have people from all different industries that have really found coaching to be in alignment for them. Most of our 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 coaches in the academy – they come from service-based industries. So maybe they are already therapists or they're teachers. We have, we've had a few um, hairstylists join recently. Like one of, our recent, one of our recent students, Chris, he realized that he loved cutting people's hair. But what he really liked about it was the conversations he'd have with um, the clients that he was, he was working with. So it wasn't so much the haircutting as much as the deep conversation. So... A lot of people from service-related industries, HR, um, but I think like the the signs that you're born to be a coach, because sometimes people hop around different careers and something doesn't quite stick. Maybe they feel like they have much, much more to offer and they feel limited. They don't really feel like their gifts are being utilized in the best way with their current career. So the, the signs that I tell people to look for that makes it very clear that you're born to be a coach is number number one is you're passionate about making a difference in people's lives. So if you really find joy helping people achieve their goals, you love seeing people win, that is a huge sign. Okay. So that's the first thing. If you're passionate about making a difference in people's lives. The second sign is if you have this natural curiosity for people. If you like understanding how people tick, what people are about, what what lights people up, what motivates people. So if you just have a natural intrigue about human beings, then you would absolutely benefit from learning how to ask appropriate questions that will elicit the most awareness for clients. And that's one of the skills that we teach in the academy, how to ask powerful coaching questions. So that's the second sign is that you have a curiosity for people. The third sign is if you are in general an optimistic person who sees new possibilities. So you're someone that 
when it comes down to it, you believe in change. You believe that change is possible no matter the circumstance. And I think the past couple of years have been the test of that for all of us. So, you know, if you're someone that really does lean on faith and hope and, and optimism and opportunity in order to get you through challenges, then you would be a great coach. And I think people need more people who could be beacons of hope now more than ever. So that's the third sign. The fourth sign is if you are an, an attentive listener. So if you ever listen to someone and you kind of have a little hunch that there's something more that they're not saying, or you just know that something's off, that's one of those signs. Like if someone, if you ask someone, how are you? And they say, oh, I'm fine. But you have this feeling like they're not just yeah. fine. Something maybe is not so good for them. So there's people, that's what people say and that's what people don't say. And that's what coaches become really gifted at is being able to read between the lines and uncover even what the client isn't understanding about themselves. So that's the fourth sign is you really are a great listener. And then the fifth sign is if in your own life, you're a goal setter and you love self-help and personal development. So I will jokingly say whenever I go to a bookstore, I go right to the self-help section. I just could spend hours and hours there. And a lot of coaches, (laughs) they love the self-help. They are, they go to the workshops and they just know that they're lifelong learners. They never get tired of learning or setting new goals in their life. So um, they're people that don't settle. So that's the fifth sign. So I, I think that no matter what industry someone's in, if they see those signs in themselves, all that they need to do is now learn the skills that will allow them to take those signs and use it to put together a coaching business that they can truly love. And those skills are what we help people with in the academy. This seems to me like it's more about a long-term relationship that you would have with your clients who I guess would in many cases turn into friends. Um, How long does it take for someone to see results, especially if they're very introverted, have fear of public speaking, don't believe they can do it? What's the turnaround time generally? Or or, or how long is a piece of string? Good question. Yeah. So our coaches get certified and have their businesses launched within six months. That's our time frame. We have a very streamlined curriculum that requires about five hours per week. So most of our academy members, they have full-time jobs. They'll, a lot of them have kids that they're raising. So we space it out. So it's about five hours per week within six months, certified business launched. A lot of our coaches are doing so well that we are seeing most of them enroll paying clients much before the six month mark. We've seen a lot of coaches enroll paying clients around month two or month three. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's something to know is that you don't have to wait until you fully get certified to start getting paying clients. We put our coaches on the fast track so they could really start working with paying clients and build their practice as they're also learning. Frank, I'm sitting here wondering, wow, I've got to go over to your website myself and get involved with this. Now, if there are people on the line that are listening to this, um, I guess, where are they going to go? And tell us about um, your podcast and um, what they will find on the website when they get there. Yeah, so our website is www.thrivingcoachacademy.com. And if people want to check out our podcast, it's called Life Coaching Secrets. And we uh, share lots of tips for people looking to get started as a coach, important things to know as you're considering coaching as a career. So if you search Life Coaching Secrets on any major podcasting platform, you'll find us. And for your listeners that want to get a little sneak peek into our coach training program, um, they are welcome to check out our VIP guest access, which they can find at 
www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP. That'll give them a sneak peek into the program and it'll share some of the coaching tools that our highest earning coaches are using right now and that they could also start using. Now, I've actually had a look at the sneak peek VIP section. I've also had a listen to uh, several of the podcast episodes, Frank, and there is a ton of value, even in those short VIP sort of introductory level content, and it's a credit to you. And um, for everybody who's on the call today, as is normally the case, I'll be making sure that the links back to thrivingcoachacademy.com are made available for you to follow up with Frank. Now, reach out to Frank. He doesn't bite at at least too hard last time I checked. And uh, with all that being said, Frank, what a wonderful call. Thank you so very much for joining me on the My Future Business Show today. Thank you so much, Rick. It's been fun. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends, and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.